you're listening to the Big Finish podcast. That's nice. Not creepy at all. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Nick Briggs, and there's no escaping that. I'm also joined by Benji Clifford. Benji, explain yourself. Here's me explaining myself. I'm Benji, and one of the sound designers for Big Finish. And that was my explanation That's of myself. Good. That sounded very Radio 2 from it 1975. Did. Almost two, two Radio 2. <laughs> and now the explainy bit. Uh, Big Finish Productions are the proud purveyors of audio dramas and audiobooks. I should have said fine, but I missed that bit out. Uh, Doctor Who, Torchwood, Blake 7, to name but three. Visit us on bigfinish.com to find out more. More? Yes! Like the Avengers, Survivors, The Omega Factor, Terrorhawks, The Confessions of Dorian Gray, Sherlock Holmes, The Adventures of Bernice Summerfield, Dark Shadows, The Prisoner, Benji, Countermeasures, Counter, and yeah. Graceless, a Pathfinder. Did we do Pathfinder? No, Pathfinder Legends. There yeah. we go. There's another one there. That's pretty good. You see, the cheating thing here is that I've got a list in front of me, but I was getting Benji to do it without a list. And that was just, yeah, I was just panicking, basically. <laughs> and what haven't we mentioned? But we did it. We've, okay. we've done it. We're past that bit. So how? Um, uh, so, so, so here's a freight train, and this is how a big finished podcast works. I think the freight train's gone now. That that reference is lost. In a moment, the news, all the latest from Big Finish, read by Benji Clifford well, and me, probably as well. Yes. yes oh yes. 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 Then it'll be time for listeners' emails. You can send us an email at podcast at bigfinish.com. In this podcast, Benji and I will be reading a few out, some old ones and some new ones then we'll do our best to make some accompanying hopefully fairly adequate comments following that time for our guest interview this week it's a behind the scenes look at sound design and stuff with none other than this podcast's co-host benji clifford q fanfare love a bit of fanfare very good following that it'll be time for me to activate the randomoid selectatron to randomly select a random release from the big finish archive we'll play you the trailer and hopefully be able to tell you something at least from remotely interesting about it. The process in this podcast, uh, since we're in the Big Finish production office, will involve Benji selecting something and giving me a bit of a surprise. Love a surprise. (laughs) Let's hope it's a pleasant one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's awkward now. I should just mention that Sue Cowley and Ian Atkins are in the room, but are being completely silent. They're now grinning in a slightly self-conscious way. Uh, then it'll be time to tell you about our latest releases. Probably some trailers there too, but maybe not. Maybe Magic, not. There won't, be, yeah. there won't be time. There won't be time. There's no. always time. We do and, Doctor Who. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And to finish things off, we will once more be continuing our serialisation of the Paul McGann Doctor Who adventure, The Great War, which is once again brought to you in commemoration of the 100th anniversary of the Battle of the Somme in World War One. So now... The news. That was my that was my noise my radio noise. It didn't really. Oh. Do you know? Well, no, no. The, yeah, it was it was rubbish. It was yeah. Get on with the news. <laughs> the news. Okay then. So uh, the Doctor Who main range double CD adventure Fiesta of the Damned by Guy Adams, starring Sylvester McCoy, will be released tomorrow, and that's the 9th of August. Uh, it also features Bonnie Langford as Mel and Sophie Aldred as Ace, and the cover is blooming good too, if I do say so myself. The story is set uh, in the Spanish Civil War, and here is the trailer. Sorry. 
Felipe, we don't keep you around for your skills as a soldier. Play something. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Here we are. A taste of the real Spain. Sea, air, sunshine. Lazy days on the beach. All the peace and quiet you could want. Secondary scout form sourced. Updating. I'm a doctor, and these are my friends, Ace and Mel. Save it, Professor. Everyone, run! I've seen things, Juan. Monsters come in all shapes and sizes. We have you now. There are strange things in the universe. I can't help but think I'm looking at one of them now. Who are you, man? Wrong one, eh? Not very sporting. Power level limited. Operating at minimal levels to conserve. Get down! Comments rewriting now. Doctor Who, Fiesta of the Damned. Released this Wednesday, the 10th of August, is the fourth Doctor Adventure Casualties of Time. It's by someone called Nick Briggs and is the season finale, following hot on the heels of last month's Pursuit of History. I've got any comments. I don't know what that means. I don't know. All I, could, all I can say is whenever I hear Casualties of Time, I just want to go... Doof, doof. You know the casualty thing? Doof, doof. <laughs> Does it even go... <laughs> Isn't that it? I think that's. I it. don't even watch it. How do I know that? I've, I've not. I've, I've not watched it in a long time. But Casualty is uh, a British soap opera. I'm going to say just to offend sort everyone of. who's in it. Yeah. Just for those of you listening in other countries, such as the United States of America. Yes. Anyway, here's the trailer. Not for Casualty. <laughs> for Casualties of War, History, <laughs> Time. You really believed your pathetic attempts to elude me had any effect at all? I've been watching you, and this is the moment to exact my revenge. So you're going on a long trip, Doctor, and by the time it's over, my power and reputation will be unassailable. I'm just here for the ride. Uh, what ride would that be, Cuthbert? The one where you chase me all over the place, wondering what the heck's going on. What have you done with Romana? I believe she represents our only chance of preventing the whole of history from unravelling. Earth before 1859. Cuthbert's plan, it went back much further than 1859. Everyone, out of the train! Hands up! So that means Cuthbert has got himself another quantum gateway. That infernal time engine has revealed to us the full extent of the conglomerate's influence on universal history. There's a clear thread of philanthropy and compassion running through all of the corporation's activities. He's the Black Guardian. The time is approaching. The time is approaching. 
big Finnish luminary Ian Atkins, who's actually over there, uh, informs us that he's not going to inform us now, but he will. He is informing us that he'll be releasing news about the covers for the Memory Bank and Doctor Who: The Early Adventures. Obviously, we can't uh, show these covers for you on the podcast, although we can try. Uh, no, we can't. Um, I'm trying now. Oh! <laughs> he's really trying. It's just not happening. But we can remind you that the Memory Bank is a Fifth Doctor audio story, and that's starring Peter Davison, of course, who you all know as the Fifth Doctor, with Mark Strickson. <laughs> I thought you say you all know him personally. Yeah, yeah, he's down the pub. He's down, down the easy, pub. easy, mate. You know, we all know him. Uh, with Mark Strickson as the companion Turlow, it's an anthology of four different single episode adventures written by four different writers, as well as contributions by Big Finish regulars Eddie Robson, Paul Magars, and Ian Potter. I didn't I love, pronounce that right, I lo- did I? I love the fact that you call Paul Ma- Mars Magars. I can't. I, that's how he spells his name. Is it Mars? It is Mars. Yeah. It is Mars the G is silent. <laughs> begging the question, why is it there in the first place? Well, I think we should do that again, only because if I meet him at a party, this could go terribly wrong. <laughs> I'm so going to leave this in, but oh, yeah, okay. by all means, do it again. <laughs> As well as contributions by Big Finish regulars Eddie Robson, Paul Mars, and Ian Potter. There's a debut script by Chris Chapman, who writes the, tit- the titular story. Titular. The titular story, The Memory Bank. God. <laughs> Fans of Doctor Who DVDs might recognise Chris's name from the credits on many of those fascinating documentaries which he produced and directed. God, this is falling apart. <laughs> I actually met Chris when uh, I demanded to be in his Death to the Daleks documentary and he's and and he's started hassling me about writing for Big Finish way back then so it's finally it's finally paid off I suddenly realized it's a bit cruel to say he started hassling me <laughs> but anyway Chris I know you're listening and um, I'm sorry. Uh, also, it's a sad indictment of the gender imbalance here at Big Finish that this story is noteworthy because it's directed by the really rather brilliant Helen Goldwyn, who's been acting for Big Finish for years. Now she's directing stuff too. Yeah. Anyway, here's the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. What's all this then? What are you two up to? Hiding in the bushes to ambush the unwary? Mrs. Turner, you didn't have to tell And I'm the doctor. And your name's Lara. How do you know? Don't hurt you. Transmat powering up. Doctor, you are not leaving me here. I remember. It is not our way. The hungerers give nothing to the world and we take nothing from them. We're not going inside some rough old pub. (laughs) Come along, friend Turlo. Why do you want the storyteller anyway? Are you kidding? Look at us. But it's led me to three different TARDISes. We're perfectly nice and reasonable people, actually! Oh, no. I've just realised something. Where are you going? Down to the village, before it's too late. Here we go again. Doctor Who. The Memory Bank and Other Stories. And as for Doctor Who, the early adventures, the latest titles for those are The Age of Endurance by Nick Wallace, which we previewed in the last podcast. The Fifth Traveller by Philip Lawrence. I'm particularly loving Tom Webster's artwork for this one. Uh, the Ravelli Conspiracy by Robert Kahn and Tom Selinsky, which autocorrects to Slinky, by the way. <laughs> and, and The Sontarans by Simon Guerrier, uh, which autocorrects to Simon Guerrier. Uh, they all feature the first Doctor variously played by William Russell and Peter Purvis. Uh, there'll be trailers coming up for these in the coming weeks, and they're released from September to December this year. Are we all here? Ian? Barbara? Vicky? Josper! Where's Josper? He was right behind me. 
Jasper! Oh, thank goodness. What are you waiting for? We need to be out of here. Let's get in the TARDIS and go. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, The Early Adventures, The Fifth Traveller. You mean there are people out there? Of a sort. Intelligent anthropoids. Apes of some variation. Something has arrived. From where? Vast. So very huge. Empty and dark. What's wrong? You look terrified. Barbara, we have to get back to the TARDIS. Now! <gasps> Jasper, look out! Let me go! It hurts so much. Pain like I have never felt. From the dawn of the trees to the end of time. We're further from the TARDIS now, and on the wrong side of the river. We could take a leaf out of their book, swing over on the vines. What do you take me for, young man? A latter-day Tarzan? Big finish. We love stories. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Anyway, You're the third expire. I'm about yeah, pretty much. The third Doom Coalition box set is out in October, and in case you haven't caught up with the series yet, Doom Coalition is an epic adventure for the Eighth Doctor, as played by Paul McGann, which is set to span four box sets. This is the third box set, and it's written by John Dorney and Matt Fitton, and guest stars actors Richard Hope, Janie D, and Alex Kingston, of course, who is River Song. Mm. And here is the trailer. <laughs> It is time to complete my masterpiece. Time to start the countdown. Until doomsday. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who. Doom Coalition 3. The archives were the most highly secured place on Gallifrey. Probably even more so now after what happened last time. What happened last time? The Eleven happened. Threads in the web of time are being unpicked by whatever this is. They're in flux but only in relation to one another. Hear that fizzing noise? That's my brain. Oh, don't worry, Liv. I have a seventh sense for this kind of business. In the name of King Henry, I demand that you identify yourselves. Intent hostile. Threat will be neutralized. None will stand in our way. I'm Ruth, Helen's daughter. Her daughter? Superville, Com. Superville? Well, that hardly sounds like an evil organization. What the devil? A devil? Not today, Thomas. Today I'm your guardian angel. I am the clocksmith. I am an artist. And I am everywhere. Time Lords. Honestly, you spend your whole life believing there's only one left, then they start turning up like buses. Big finish. We love stories. This must be what happens. What happens when? When he regenerates. You had something to do with that, didn't you? Maybe, yeah. I, th I think I had a little little part in that one, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jago and Lightfoot Series 12 will be available in October. Yes, those intrepid Victorian investigators of the infernal stuff continue their exciting adventures. And if you really don't know who they are, well... They're those two great characters from the Tom Baker Doctor Who adventure, The Talons of Wing Chiang. Will there be a 13th series box set, I hear you ask? My answer? Possibly. More news on that soon. 
but it's worth bearing in mind that the irresistible du- duo or duo as I've written here <laughs> the irresistible means. duo <laughs> are returning for a fourth Doctor adventure the Beast of Kravenos next year and any racism in that previous uh, joke was unintended that was a D-U-E <laughs> dear oh dear now have you heard of Pathfinder Legends if you haven't you should this is our series of audio dramas based on the hit global role playing game here's your chance to catch up there's a special Pathfinder Legends sale on which is on the Big Finish website this coming Friday the 12th of August it features the entirety of series 1 Rise of the Rune Lords and if you are partial to a bit of Pathfinder Legends then you may be interested to hear that there will be a third series coming in 2017. And for those of you who haven't heard any of the Pathfinder releases, here's something to give you a little flavour of it. He's going to come back for me. For all of us. It's okay, Lissu. I'm here now. The skin saw man. The, the who? Wait, it's you, isn't it? Stay still. We're trying to rescue you. You were his beloved. Well, Grump, where did they take the elf? Mm, misgivings. The misgivings. They say it's haunted. It will be when I find who took Mauricio. Where am I? You oh. won't be able to escape. Your bonds are quite secure. Now, try not to move, my beloved. I've nearly finished my portrait. There's no saving you now, girl. He's coming. We need to get away. The skin saw man. And there you have it. The news. It came and went. Time now for the big finish emails. And remember, you can contact us simply by emailing to podcast at bigfinish.com. I could not resist doing that in the radio voice of <laughs> going up and down like that. Podcast at bigfinish.com. <laughs> uh, we're doing the same as we did last week, or as I did last week, in that we'll have a, a couple of the latest emails, but we'll also delve back into some emails from a while back that got lost in the mists of time. Excellent sound effects, well. Thank you very okay. much. Okay, so first up then, and I hope I pronounced the name right, this one's from Nick Farraza. Uh, so it goes, Hi Nick, and insert whoever, if anybody else is in this podcast this week. Well, I will insert myself here. I am Benji. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, I felt the need to write in and say just how brilliant Tortured Broken was. Words can hardly describe how I feel about it. I honestly think it's one of the best things Big Finish has ever produced, and might even go as far as to say I'd call it the best Tortured story ever. And that includes the TV show and everything. It was truly one of the most emotional pieces Big Finish has ever produced and helped add yet another layer to the already fantastic and complicated Ianto Jones. Well done to all involved and I eagerly look forward to listening to the next story in the series, which has just now finished downloading onto my computer. I also wanted to say well done on the recent Classic Doctor's New Monsters box set, which I have just finished listening to at the time of this release. I was particularly impressed by how each story was able to give us such focus and development to the monsters. Particularly the second story, Jadoon in Chains. Who'd have ever thought that a Jadoon could be such a complex and interesting character? Speaking of the classic... (laughs) 
I'm so glad that you contributed to that one. Oh, yes. Call for more. <laughs> How'd you get that low? How low can you get? Carry Spe- on. <laughs> Speaking of the classic Doctor's New Monsters series with volume two, brackets, and hopefully many more volumes, close brackets, on the way, I was wondering... <laughs> read out all the punctuation. I was on the way, comma... I don't know what that was from, some comedy thing. They, they said, open brackets, close brackets. And ever since then, it's just stuck with me. Yeah. On the way... That's I was very interesting. Yeah, I know, apparently. <laughs> I'm a very complex individual. <laughs> on the way, I was wondering about what other new series monsters no, we that's might... on the way. Okay. I was wondering... <laughs> I don't know, why am I being so pedantic? It's just bullying in the workplace. <laughs> on the way, I was... <laughs> I want to start this again. Speaking of the classic Doctor's New Monster series with Volume 2 and hopefully many more volumes on the way... In brackets. Open, <laughs> close bracket. I was, wondering, <laughs> I was wondering about what other new series monsters we might be seeing. It seems like everyone has their own ideas as to which Doctor and Monster pairings we should see in the future, and I was wondering, have you considered doing some sort of poll to let fans have their say on which monsters we might see next? I would think this would be a fun way of fans to contribute to a major Big Finish release. Anyway, the best of luck, and with the rest of this podcast, Nick Farraza. Have fun with my surname. <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh, right, let's have fun with your surname. Farooza! Farooza! Ferrero Roche! Was that enough fun, Nick? Okay, uh, right, next up, this from James Emery. He didn't uh, produce uh, Independence Day, did he? No, that's... A, so <laughs> uh, so uh, I love a lot of your stories, but I've been thinking for a while and have a few questions. Hmm. Will we ever see Derek Jacobi, don't know if I spelt that right, portray the master again? Uh, for Benji's benefit, that was in brackets. Oh, uh, fantastic. I, I really think there are many stories to be told with his master. You didn't close the brackets. <laughs> no, I just threw in a bracket mention. Uh, will you ever re-release out-of-print stories from the first 50 Doctor Who audios in a box set similar to how you were going to re-release all of the Cybermen in uh, all of Cyberman in one box set? Um is there any possibility of a Victorian Torchwood, Jago and Lightfoot crossover? More on Torchwood. Is there a possibility of Lisa, Mickey and Martha having a story? I've, I've lost the power to read. Oh, and maybe having a 10th Doctor and Mickey Martha story or Companion Chronicle. And finally, completely unrelated to Doctor Who. Is it nice weather today? No. Uh, <laughs> the Avengers recreations, are they more or less straight adaptations of the missing episodes? Or are they more like what you have done with The Prisoner? Which I loved, by the way. Actually, you're my favourite now, James. Uh, where you had the basic storyline, but with changes. What I'm trying to ask is, can you listen to these missing stories and go straight into the rest of the show? Or are there additional things in these audio adaptations? I'd like to say thank you so much for your stories, keeping classic Doctor Who alive, and also for introducing me to various other TV shows which are amazing I'm sorry for asking so many questions keep up the great work um well I better answer these then, <laughs> I? Uh, yeah uh, it's, uh, no news on Derek Jacobi and you did spell it correctly so well done that creaking noise is Sue opening <laughs> a creaky old desk she's got strange secrets in there oh no Sue Cowley's opening her desk a whole other dimension of terror <clears throat> Will you ever re-release out-of-print stories from the first 50 Doctor Who audience? Now, there's an idea. That is a very good idea. Releasing them in a box set. Wow. A big box set. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Well, you know. 
keep an eye out for that. Um, is there any possibility of Victorian Torchwood Jago and Lightfoot crossover? That's not something that we have any plans to do at the moment, but it's rather a fun idea. Um, possibility of Lisa, Mickey or Martha having a, a story in Torchwood. I'll have to talk to uh, James Goss. I don't think they've got any plans along those lines. Nice idea, is that? Yeah. Having a 10th Doctor, Mickey, Martha story or Companion Chronicle. So, well, yes, it's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. No plans, no plans. Yeah. And um, the Avengers recreations, I think they're, um, I think they're only adapted to make them work on audio. I don't think they are changed uh, as drastically. I mean, the stuff I did on the Prisoner, where I just took basic concepts and then riffed on that, uh, it's, it's certainly not like that. So, I suppose, yeah, um, there aren't additional things you could. You could just listen to these and then go on to, to watching the other episodes. Yeah. And thank you for thanking us. Um, and we will try to keep up the great work. Thank you, James. OK, Benji, over to you. OK, and now this one's from Claire Hardiker. Dear Nick, I'm writing to say that I really enjoyed the recent Two Masters trilogy and it was great hearing from Jeffrey Beavers and Alex McQueen as they interacted with each other in the Two Masters and I hope that there will be more in the future. I also enjoyed the fourth Doctor adventure, The Trouble with Drax, a very clever and funny story by John Dorney. I like the way that he played... I like the way that he played with the concept of regeneration and every twist made me laugh and clap out loud. Is there any plans to bring back Drax in the future? I was encouraged to enter the recent Paul Sprague short trip competition. It was rather fun coming up with the idea for a Doctor Who story and will definitely be entering next year. I bought Sherlock Holmes, The Adventure of the Perfidious Mariner, after I found out that it was going to be this month's listener's title. I'm looking forward to listening to it soon. Lastly, congratulations on the 10 years as executive producer of Big Finish from Claire Hardiker, who is from South Australia, Australia. Well, there's some questions for you, Nick. What are those? Oh, yeah. Uh, no plans <laughs> to do any more drags, uh, although it was great fun to do. Was that the only question, wasn't it? I thought there was another one, but maybe there wasn't. No. Congratulations. A question for you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, OK. So there you are. Sorry, sorry I can't uh, tell you anything fantastic about drags, but thank you for writing, Claire. And finally, from Andrew... Ooh. I can't read this name. It's spelled H-S-I-E-H. C. Anyway, sorry, Andrew. It's a very short email, so I probably shouldn't make so much of a fuss about your name, should I? Hi, Nick. Loved hearing your fab interview with Jamie Anderson, that is, on the Firestorm set. What can you explain about your character, Remus, from the pilot Minnesota? Is the name supposed to be an acronym? Will he sound like a Dalek? All the best, Andrew from london um well obviously every voice i do sounds like a dalek <laughs> no he doesn't sound anything like a dalek but he is a computer and i don't think it's an acronym not that i've seen so far uh and things are going well with the firestorm is is something that jamie anderson is producing that his uh father originally wrote the ideas for jerry anderson you know who did thunderbirds and terror hawks which we do um and uh, he's doing it with puppets but not on strings they're rod puppets they're really nicely stylized as well very sleek yeah they are like they've got that thunderbirds look to them but they move very definitely with these rods and then the rods are sort of matted out oh wonderful uh, so i've seen the the trailer for it and i was actually directing a tiny bit of adr for it the other day with one of the characters um yeah so signs are good that a series is being developed anyway there you are 
Mm, hope that answers that question, Andrew. And, and sorry about the farrago about your surname. I'm, I'm deeply sorry. And I, I hope that you'll write in again with a phonetic spelling yeah, <laughs> to that'll help be, us that'd out. That'd be exciting, wouldn't it? Right, and that's the end of the emails for this podcast. More next time. Remember, the address is podcast.bigfinish.com. Did I mention that before? I think I did. Time now for the podcast interview. As mentioned earlier, it features you, Benji. Me. Yes, you. (laughs) So, um... So, how long have you been involved with Big Finish now? Uh, I think this will be my second year now. Goodness me. I think so. So you're quite a newbie, really. I am quite a newbie to Big Finish, but before working for Big Finish, I obviously, like a lot of people out there, listened to a lot of Big Finish, so I was aware of what it was. And uh, when you you were doing um, some... Uh, Doctor Who audio adventures for fun weren't you? Yeah that's right I sort of started I actually started none of them exist anymore thank goodness Uh, I started when I was about 12 years old making uh, Doctor Who uh, audio dramas fan audio dramas and thankfully yeah they don't exist anymore I can't believe that they must exist somewhere I I think there are some still knocking around somewhere it features me like this being the doctor and it's it's yeah it's it's fairly horrendous really um but yes and so uh, i went to university for a while and kind of just left that on the side and i was studying television production and i got to a point where i was like oh, not too sure really if i like television stuff but for me i have to always have a creative sort of a creative output and i felt that that wasn't quite as creative as what i wanted to do so i it was one summer I got uh, some friends around, uh, one of them being Crystal D, who uh, does the Doctor Who fan show. And we all got together and we recorded our own uh, Doctor Who audio drama. And I think we did three in total uh, with my friend Chris, who does various impressions, one of them being Patrick Troughton. Oh, he's brilliant, isn't he? He's, he's very good. He's, he's very good. And what else does he do? Uh, he does He does a very good uh, Peter Capaldi. Who, he did it to Peter's face. Yeah. And Peter has said, oh, it's very good, very good. That's my attempt. <laughs> That's rather good. Oh, very, very good. <laughs> very, very good. Yeah. Um, he does loads of different things. He does, uh, he does Alan Partridge. Uh, he does a very good Mr. He does a very good Pingu, actually. <laughs> But there we go. But yeah, so that's... A what, small animated penguin. Yeah, yes. if you ever need a pingu for pig finish, there we go. <laughs> no, so yeah, we, we got together and did that basically, just, just for fun. And I sent uh, that in. You know, I actually asked, yeah, I asked to, to just get involved in some way, shape or form. And it was Ian over there who actually took the time to listen to it and forward it to you and... and the rest is and you did a little audition piece did you you must have done that bit of dalek empire i did yes that was sent back and then i yeah put that together and sent it off and i've been doing big finish ever since which has been a joy so what did you do first for us so the first was it countermeasures yeah countermeasures four i did yeah the the fourth box set which was a lovely one to to get started on if not so if you've heard it i'm not going to spoil anything but there's some some big things happen in that one so there was quite a lot of uh What's the word? Responsibility. I suppose so, yeah. Gosh. There was a moment back there at New Horizons. It was as if I remembered something. Something terrible. (gasps) Actions have consequences. If anyone should know that, it's you. What do I do? 
keep driving. Look out! The gun! Alison, Rachel, stay back! How many people have died because of your blundering? Ian, no! It's a dead man switch! What? Police is gonna blow everybody! Countermeasures is to cease any and all investigations into new horizons. In short, back off, or else. And I, I loved your work, by the way, because I was doing the music, so I was getting all the sound design. Was, was I difficult? Was I awkward? Did I sort of say, he's got to change this? Or, <laughs> You're wonderful. I didn't, there was not, not a thing at all. It was, it was how very unusual. It was beautiful. Uh, well, um, so I'm just drinking <coughs> water, I hasten to add. Um, I, um, earlier on, we were talking about how much detail and time goes into sound design. Can you convey some of that in a sound? <laughs> In what now? <laughs> um, in what respect? So, I mean, one of the things in terms of detail, an example of the detail that I like to put into things would be uh, is often characters' clothing when they move around. Oh, yeah. So, for example, um, I've been working on Survivors, uh, and in the original series of Survivors, the character of Jenny, she wears a fur coat which is a purple, purpley, bluey fur coat. And even though nobody will actually notice this at all in the audios, it is in there that her character does wear a fur coat in the recording. So it's little, what? tiny things I like and to... And was it purple, the one you recorded? It was brown, but <laughs> I, luckily you can't record colour. Or maybe you can, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be brilliant if we did the spiridons, you know, oh, or did the fur for that. That would, yeah. well, there we go, straight away. Gosh. Bring back Wester. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, and um, what is your favourite bit of the sound design? I know, I mean, I was talking earlier to you that, you know, when I saw a scene that had loads of footsteps and things, I think, oh, God, there's so much detail there. Uh, what, what do you like doing best in the sound design? Uh, one of the things I like, it's funny because I was thinking about this not so long ago, because, yeah, footsteps are the absolute worst nightmare because they take a long time but they're very necessary but in terms of what I like to do I quite like making very complex machines oh, yeah. I like to do things so uh, in Countermeasures 4 um, obviously it's set in the 1960s and sometimes they make equipment and so for things like that I like the idea of thinking well we're working in the parameters of the 1960s so it's going to be lots of clunky switches and metal things and uh, in fact on that, there's a, they had a machine on that one. Uh, a friend and me, we built a ring modulator together. Out, I know, this is <laughs> the depths of my... Uh, we built a ring modulator together uh, a couple of years before, and I was thinking, I haven't got a box to do this, this all this stuff. And so I got that out, and it's a big, literally, a metal box, which has been sort of uh, screwed together with wires, and it's all very loose, but that's the sound effects of, of the box and the machine and that. So I like to really kind of make it as complex and as real as I can. 
you love loads of retro stuff, retro technology, retro TV. You're a big thing. You, you know, you've sent me various theme tunes on uh, uh, Facebook <laughs> and things, which is fantastic. We speak the same weird language about it's these things. It's a wonderful how, language. How come? I mean, you're in your 20s, aren't you? I am, yeah. It's, it's a weird kind of thing for me. Um, I've always had... It's, it's very bizarre. I've always had this thing that uh, growing up, whenever something was cool... I would deliberately repel it. I would, I would, I really would. I'd be like, oh, like they're watch. Everybody's watching Breaking Bad, for example, and so I'd be like, oh, I'm not going to watch that for a couple of years. And I just found myself more and more looking further back to find things that were more and more obscure. I think from obviously Doctor Who, classic Doctor Who, with that, whether you know everybody's got their certain time and that that, that they like. Uh, for me, I was just, I just love looking back at old television, and so. It started with that, and it's now moved into territories which are just... So, I mean, the saddest thing I ever did was I found an old clipping of uh, a TV Times. It had an ITV, uh, like a schedule for the evening, and I sat and tried to find every programme that was on and watch it in order. <laughs> so sad. I ended up watching it, was it Golden Shot with Jasper huh? Carrot? <laughs> the Golden Shot? Did Jasper Carrot do the Golden yeah, Shot? Yeah, I believe so. Correct me if, if I'm wrong. The other one that was on there was the Owl, Owl Service. Oh, my goodness, yeah, which is incomprehensible. Oh, I was really quite frightened. I was like, this is quite, a, quite out I've there. I've got it on. I, I watched it when it was originally on. That's just to oh, demonstrate poor, it. Poor, poor. <laughs> the generation gap between us. Uh, and I remember being so... Upset. I remember my mother getting quite angry about it because it seemed to make no sense whatsoever. And I did buy the DVD of it, and I've, I've not got past the first 10 minutes of the first episode. It's very... People love it, though. It's very good. It's just very confusing, I think. That's the thing. There's a lot... I think you have to really... It's one of those programmes. I think there's two types of programme. You can sit passively and watch something and be doing other things and still follow it or there are some programs which demand you to sit and take in every small detail and I think you have to with, with that type of program but I love it I love it you see uh, this kind of uh, slightly obsessive attention to you feel like I was accusing you of something you are so, obsessed <laughs> get out you need help <laughs> you need to be working for big finish I was going to say it just absolutely fits the bill for, for doing sound design because you have to be intra you have to have that kind of mind you can't ever think oh this is a bit complicated can't we make it easier because it isn't easy as it is it shouldn't be easy as well I think once you start cutting one corner you've got to cut every corner uh, I think the thing about Big Finish that appeals to me and actually is you pretty much hit the nail on the head with what she what you just said which was that I I went and studied television and I just wanted to do older television. It's so it's so bad, but I just love all of that stuff. So to now be working on television programs, essentially like like Survivors and Doctor Who, which were around in the you know nineteen seventies, Doctor Who sixties, things like that, is it? Well, it's the only. I think this is the only medium that you could actually do it in. And so it's it's incredibly it's so exciting. That's it, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Really exciting. Yes. When when did you get into Doctor Who, by the way? Um, I obviously being in my twenties, uh, I was a I was a child of the wilderness years. Oh, yeah. So my first my first memory of Doctor Who actually wasn't Doctor Who. It was the Peter Cushing movies. That was my first memory, as far as it goes back, of being really scared by a Dalek invasion of Earth twenty one fifty A.D. <laughs> um, 
And I just watched it the other day. Really? My, my, my son loves it. Yeah. Oh, it's a great film, yeah. to be fair. Yeah, Jazzy music. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's incredible, actually, how they must have saved a lot of time shooting it because there's a lot of scenes carried in a single shot. Oh, really? Know. Go back and have a look. I've it's got quite, the Blu-ray, yeah. so I'll have to have give it... Have a look. It's quite incredible. I do... Quite long scenes, and they don't cut at all. They just move the camera around a bit. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Mm-hmm. It is... Oh, I, I love that film. I love both the films, actually. Mm. But my first... When I first got into Doctor Who, it was... Um, I remember going to Blockbuster Video back when that was a thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was about to explain it, but the Americans know it better than the English, probably, Blockbusters. Really? Yeah. Do they? I think it's, well, it's an American company, I think. Oh, I suppose it is, yeah. They closed the one in the, t- the town I live in. Yeah. I think there's, we've got one in Hastings, and it's, they, they just took the L out of it, and it says Bookbusters, and they've, <laughs> they've opened a bookshop. <laughs> Cheeky plug there. I've, I've got no link with them at all. They turned ours into a coffee shop. Yes. Coffee busters. <laughs> but uh, I was going around there, and I was looking for something just to watch, and uh, I just happened to stumble down the VHS uh, well they're all VHS aisles the Doctor Who aisle and I saw Death to the Daleks there in all its glory which I think was the first was that the first VHS they printed? Yeah let's ask Sue because she's an archive expert was it Revenge of the Sun? Oh yes Yes. That's right, because this would have been recently after they were recovered, weren't they? So, so basically the deal was anything with music by Carrie Blyton had to be released on, on uh, VHS. Yeah, pretty much. That's it. I mean, it's, it's a necessity, isn't it? Ian's leaving now in disgust. In disgust. Of Carrie Blyton's brilliant. <laughs> Cheerio. See, see you later, Bye-bye. Ian. Bye-bye. But yes, so I. The, the so you'd never seen any Doctor Who before? I'd seen I'd seen it on, but this I was a, a young age at this time. Remember, yes. so so that I saw the the Death to the Daleks VHFs and took it home and just fell in love with with with, with John Pertwee's Doctor especially. Yes. I fe- oh yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Joe, <laughs> I, I just found it absolutely. It was like nothing I'd seen before. I mean, we were we were talking earlier about um, about how I think what I love about the long sort of long omnibus, you know, not omnibus, but if you watch four episodes of classic Doctor Who, you feel like you're there because the pace is slower than like a forty-five minute story. And I used to love that, just getting completely lost yeah. in in a completely different world and. Yeah, and then after watching all of those VHS copies about 50 million times over and over again, <laughs> yeah, that was it then. That was a, it was a done deal that Doctor Who would be my And there thing. wasn't any Doctor Who on television at the time? I think they, they occasionally put it on on BBC Two for reruns, but right. there wasn't... Right. They had it on UK Gold was the... That was after that, it was UK Gold very, very early in the mornings. So I'd set the VHS recorder so that in the night it would record these Doctor Who's and in the morning it'd be like gold dust. I'd come down and say, yes, I'd say, I've got that one. Oh, amazing. So, yeah, so that was my experience with Doctor Who at a time where it was just so... Because it wasn't even a thing. You, I, I was the generation that I went to school and people just didn't really know what it was. Or, the, or they would say, oh, my mum and dad used to watch that. And you'd feel either very proud of liking something that nobody else liked or you'd just feel completely out of touch yes 
Wow. That's yeah. Can you imagine when I first watched Doctor Who? Of course, you can. You couldn't watch it again. That's that feeling that it just gone. Um, now we must boil this down to the two questions I always ask mm-hmm. in the podcast, which is. Uh, um, what big finish is agitating your molecules at the moment that you've listened to that you particularly like? Or you could even just nominate one you'd worked on. But uh. <laughs> I'll nominate all the ones I worked on. No, <laughs> uh, at the moment, the, the, the one that's really speaking to me is uh, the new Countermeasures. Oh. Because, because Countermeasures 4 was the first story I worked on, I then moved on to Survivors after that. So I didn't get a chance to follow the journey of Intrusion Countermeasures Group. Um, but what was lovely... Is, well, it was like hearing it again as a, a fresh listener because I, I had no idea. I knew that it was changing ever so slightly as it did, but I didn't have any idea of what was going to happen. So I'm halfway through that one and I can recommend that because it is fantastic. Oh, come on, Toby. He won't miss forever. Oh. Shoot! Most kind. That you back there, is it? Ah, there's a good man. Especially hats off to Mr. Briggs over here who does the music because mm. as somebody, like we were saying earlier, somebody who loves 70s uh, telly uh, hit the nail on the head with that. That was such fun to do. I knew that you'd love it. As, I, yeah, yeah. as, soon, as soon as I was told, yeah, Nick, Nick's really excited about the, the 70s thing. It's like, yeah, he's going to love that. He's going to have fun with that. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. And more of that to come. Yeah. Okay. And what's what about generally in your life? What's tingling your molecules in entertainment anything tv radio books well i can talk for hours about wax old cylinders. things but i'll try and i'll try <laughs> in my case it would be, it a wax be anything as retro as possible. i found something in my loft <laughs> <laughs> tablets of stone <laughs> um there's i'll tell you what i'll i'll say that there's the modern thing that i've just started watching it was on a couple of years ago is the tudors actually i think that's pretty oh i've never seen that it's quite good actually i was, I was pleasantly surprised because i love history so i thought i'll well, it's funny. My first choice was actually uh, William Russell in The Adventures of Sir Lancelot. Ah. So <laughs> that was that was my medieval fix, and uh, 
Very jolly tales of medieval England. Is that available on a DVD box set? Yeah, you can get that in network. Uh, The network. I just I got it in the network sale, and it's actually that is good fun. If you like a bit of seeing, I think it was. I can't remember if it was pre or post Doctor Who. I want to say it was before. Yeah, yeah, certainly before Doctor Who. Yeah. But that's that's a, a fantastic little series to watch. But from there, I went and had a look at the Tudors. Different. Obviously, different yeah. parts in history, but and uh, but different styles different of production styles. by a mile. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's absolutely. I think that they're both recommend both of them. Tudors, especially, that's very very good series, and it was it was on years ago now, like well probably about ten years ago. Is it that long ago? I suppose it is. Yeah. Who's the guy who plays? Uh, oh, I can't a... remember his name. He's got an impressive name though. Yeah. Um, he was in a film that was loosely based on David Bowie. Was he? Yeah, called Velvet Goldmine. I think it was called. Right, yes, it's very good, and the, and the production values in it are, are very, very high. So I can recommend that one. And something we haven't mentioned, and I think we should before uh, we end this interview and s- sit in silence for half an hour. Mm, yes. <clears throat> um, you also do music, don't you? I do, yes, yeah. that's correct. You're a little bit um, reticent about your music, aren't you? A little bit sort of... With, withheld of... Yeah, I... What's that about? Well... For me, well, actually, it boils down. It's funny because I, when I first got involved with Big Finish, I was like, oh, I was like, sound design is going to be a big job within itself. I was like, I better just not say too much. I'll, I'll do that later so I don't have so much to take on because I didn't want to come in as a guy promising I can do everything and then not being able to deliver. But yeah, I love, I, I love especially synthesized stuff, really. I mean, for me, I, I love making things sound old and replicating things by ear. Yeah, yeah. Really, so I sort of... So you've done some music for us there, haven't you? Yes, I've, I've just done the uh, Companion Chronicles, the Second Doctor box set, which was so much fun to do. And with that one, I tried to mix it up, because obviously it's retrospective, isn't it, with the Companions looking back. So I mixed it with kind of a modern sort of uh, orchestrally feel, but also with all those lovely 60s sort of synthy tones. Mm. And, and uh, that music's actually available... As, yeah, it's a separate thing, isn't it? If people buy it, you buy it online, you get the download, don't yeah, you? The suite, yeah. which is yeah, it's good. It's good fun. I, I love doing it. I think it's it's wonderful to to bring that musical character to something really. get on with the rest of the podcast but thank you for this um You're exciting interview and thank you for having me in this wonderful <laughs> exciting venue <laughs> well you've been here before for the big finish uh, christmas party yeah, the christmas you? party yeah yeah that, that, that old chestnut it was mayhem just just a bunch of doctor who fans in a room really. a couple of drinks a bit of a bit of a dance <laughs> i don't think there was any dancing <laughs> or were you dancing uh, i might have had a wiggle here and there <laughs> I can't remember now. Charlie Good. <clears throat> anyway, serious. Okay. Thanks, Benji. Oh.
Time now for a random release from the archive. Now, instead of me activating the randomoid selectron, or I could put the sound effects in, if you like, folks, um, Benji is now going to randomly select something from the massive wall of releases behind him, and we'll see. Whilst trying not to knock anything down. Oh, yeah, he's doing a strange oh, ritual dance. Yeah, oh. see, I'm having my, my, my little wiggle. <laughs> oh, what's, oh, what's oh he got? God. Oh, I've got the Death Collectors. The Death Collectors. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, well, uh, here's the trailer for the Death Collectors. Danica, are you still there? Haven't moved, Ridley. Stop panicking. You'll be fine. Fine? I can tell you what happened to the last six people who stepped onto the surface of Anticon. It wasn't fine. Anticon? Anticon? Why do I know that name? I must inform you there is an unidentified life form on board the Dar Trader vessel. We are Dar Traders. But what are you? I'm the Doctor. I've studied this subject for so long, and I finally get to see my resurrection papers proved beyond belief. And just think what you had to do to get here. Destroy a marriage, kill someone you loved. If you are dead, then we can salvage you for our collection. I am not dead. Do you have evidence of that? You were infected with decay. I'm sorry. I'm afraid you died. I am... They brought Ridley back from the edge of death. He's alive. Whatever he is, I can assure you he's not alive in any sense of the word you know. I see everything else. The dead will rise. There is only... CD. <laughs> is it a good one? I hope so. It is a good one. Um, I think I'm right in saying that this is the first one that was f fully solo directed by um, Ken Bentley. Oh. And Ken had um, come in and sat in on me directing stuff before. Uh, to sort of learn the ropes. I mean, you know, Ken was an experienced theatre director and we'd worked together before, uh, but I, and I knew he would be able to do it. Um, and um, this one, I think, I was due to direct with him um, assisting, and then for some reason I was unavailable doing it. And so I said, OK, you're <laughs> up, you know. And I had some suggestions for uh, casting, one of which was Catherine Parkinson, uh -huh. who I'd seen, a, bit, a big fan of the IT crowd. Of course. Which is a, a great sitcom She's set in the, the, the ramshackle IT department of a large company. And it's a totally ludicrous, crazy series, isn't it? Oh, she's great in that, isn't she? Um, she's done millions of things. Um, but, uh, and I remember watching her and thinking, she's got a real vocal range. She has a lot of notes in her voice and also great truth about her performance. She's and got I said, quite a distinctive voice as well. Yes. That's the other thing. I instantly think of her voice. Yeah, yes. And she, uh, and so I said to Ken, oh, please do cast her. And apparently she turned up and she had the flu. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> I said, what was she like? What was she like? He said, oh, she was, uh, 
She was a bit ill. (laughs) (laughs) But she was brilliant. He said she was really good. And it's turned out rather well. And it's got Derek Carlyle in it, who's been in many, many things. I met Derek Carlyle at the same time I met Ken, actually, when we were in a production of uh, Sherlock Holmes, production of the um, the Speckled Band. Uh, done in a, a fringe theatre in, in London. And, uh, yeah, Derek was in that. And also Katerina Olsen, who used to do many, many big finishes, uh, an old friend of mine. She played the headhunter in the um, the first uh, Eighth Doctor and Lucy adventures. Yeah, there so was quite that a lot character. of, sort of yeah? links there, really. And there's also... And this story is by Stuart Sheargold, who did a lovely job of the script. And then uh, this was in the days when we were doing... One three. We were sometimes doing one three-parter and then one one-parter. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a one-parter on this by Stuart called Spider's Shadow. Uh, and that, um, Ken managed the casting coup of getting um, Kevin McNally into. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. He just came in very briefly and did, did a fantastic bit of work in it. I, I hope I'm not upsetting the lovely Stuart Sheargold by saying that actually... Spider Shadow is really written by me. <laughs> oh, he, you know, he he Stuart at the time said, "Why don't you take a a, a credit for it because you basically wrote this?" Um, and um, I said, "No, no. If if my name's not on it, it'll get a better review." <laughs> no. <laughs> there was a particular review of Doctor Who magazine at the time who shall remain nameless um who uh yeah was giving me quite a hard time so i was very pleased to see that he particularly liked the one parter <laughs> and i thought ha ha that was by me <laughs> and i have a funny feeling that it would not have been so well received but that's listen that's just an insight into my own bitter bitterness and paranoia i'm sure none of it's founded in fact um so yeah and it, ooh, I don't, I, there's nothing else i can say it's a very dark story um, we, we stopped doing the three-parters and one-parters because we always found that the writers either managed a good three-parter and a not-so-good one-parter or a good one-parter and a not-so-good three-parter. So I think it was asking too much of people to come up with two stories in one go, really. Mm. So that's really why we abandoned that. Even though, you know, the three-parters, I thought, worked quite well, the nice, you know, three-act structure yeah. of the setup and the sort of acting on the information and then uh, then the resolution i think it works rather nicely but um yeah. down to the listeners really isn't it what people some people probably prefer it others not so much i think it's just a yeah it was one of my initial policies that uh, went away <laughs> <laughs> someone emailed to remind me of that the other day so there you are the death collectors starring sylvester mccoy uh as the doctor as you'd expect I thank you. The end of the podcast is approaching. There's virtually none of it left. None of it at all. Well, just time to mention that Out Now are Torchwood, Made You Look, and the Paul Darrow autobiography, You're Him, Aren't You? Um... Yeah, we. I mean, uh, we played clips and trailers for those last time. I don't, don't know whether I'm going to do it again. Do it again? Why uh, not? Eh? All right. Well, here's a sample from from those two releases. Falmouth is dying. Looks long dead to me. Well, you have come out of season. You can't just vanish a whole town and nobody notices. Yo, oh, yeah. Anyway, depends on the town. This place is dead even when it isn't. I don't understand. The voice. Got them all. 
All right, listen to me. We need to get to the beach. We need to get down to the beach. Get back! Blake's Seven took four years of my life. I've been an actor for 40 years. How can it be that something that constitutes but 10% of my working life has had such an influence upon my life as a whole? So that's it for the podcast. There's no more scripts on the screen, really, apart from something else for me to read out. But uh, uh, how's it been, Benji? I've had a lovely time. It's been a wonderful day. The The thing with big finishes, you tend to... Everybody has their own thing and works in different places. So it's nice. It is sometimes nice when you can come out and say hello to, to everybody here. Really. Yeah. Well, but, it's been a pleasure, haven't you? Yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure to be here. Would you do it again? Yeah. 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 I'd, yeah. Be more than happy to. Yeah. Well, I might take you up on that. Well, might, might agree to be taken up. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to go around now. Basically, we're, we're, we're going to fill 45 minutes of... <laughs> Back and forth. Yes. <laughs> no, but honestly, it's been 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 rocking. Been Thanks, rocking. mate. Right. Well, uh, it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from me. And even though I did say uh, it's goodbye from me, now here comes the fourth, I believe, instalment of our serialization of the Great War from the epic Eighth Doctor adventure, Dark Eyes, and it's all getting quite intense. <laughs> That's it, lads. Nearly there. Pack the earth up under the tracks. That's it. Well, I'll say this for him. He's not afraid of a bit of honest, hard work. No, he's not, is he? Have you found out any more about him? Oh, now, don't you go getting yourself all sweet on him, Isabel Stanford. I am not. You can't fool me now. I've seen that look in a girl's eyes a hundred times, and no good will come of it. Mark my words. Whatever he is, this the doctor fellow is bad news. Really? What did he tell you? It's what he didn't tell me. Makes himself out to be a man of mystery. All charm and sweet remarks. And in my experience, that means he's got a murky past and he's no good through and through. Sister! Nurse! Oh, yes, Private Hodgson. And you shouldn't be walking on that foot. You're messing up the dressing again. I was trying to make myself useful. Sentry duty at the rear of the train. You should be lying down. Isabel, help Private Hodgson back on... No, you don't understand. i just seen something. You've seen something? What? Well, I don't want to cause a panic, miss, but I think it was gas. Gas? How far off? Well, quite a way back down the track, I'd say, but... Well, then how in the hell did you see it? It's pitch black out there. That was the thing, you see. It was sort of, well, sort of... Glowing. Glowing? Does gas glow? Not that I've heard. What was that? That's it, that's it, lads. I think we've done it. Good. Now, all we need is for Matron to give me my uh, penny whistle and... What's that? What's it, Doctor? That's the sound I was telling you about. Doctor? What is it, Molly? How soon can you get us on the move? What have you seen? You've seen something, haven't you? Keep your voice down. Gas. I've seen gas. Coming up the track behind us. Gas? Oh, man. Who asked you to poke your nose in private? And that sound. What in the name of our Lord is that? Something not right. Not right? Oh, and you'd know, wouldn't you? And what's that supposed to mean? Well, here's your penny whistle. 
Thank you, Matron. That should do the trick. What sort of a trick? They tell me you're a doctor. Do they now? News travels fast. Care to explain how a doctor's going to mend a broken railway track with nothing more than a penny whistle? It's a fair enough question. Matron, in the absence of a military officer fit to command here, you are in charge. So listen very carefully to what I'm going to say to you. I beg your pardon. And no questions. Oh, no, you've asked for us. You can help with this too, Molly. Get everyone back on the train. But how are you going to... Shh, shh, straight away. You understand me? Well, I... Um, yes. Tell the engine driver to get the train moving. Straight away? Straight away. Molly, it really is close now. The gas? Gas. And it really is glowing. Gas? Glowing? Interesting. Oh, I was going to mention that. Oh, he's got that look on his face again. What look? I don't know, but it's a look if ever I saw one. Right, come on now, let's get things moving. Everyone back on the train. Yes, of course. Oh, Sullivan, Stanford, come along. Everyone back on the train. Everyone onto the train. Driver, driver. Not you, Private Tucker. I need your help. Oh, hi. What do you need me for? Blimey. They can't start that thing going now. The track's still broken. That's why I need you. Hold the two broken edges as firm as you can. Right. Just to fold as close as I can get it! Then that'll have to do. Keep holding them. Now, look the other way. Which way? Away from the track. What? Is there going to be a flash or something? Yes, you could say that. Would you believe a flash of completely anachronistic sonic vibration technology? Uh, eh? Keep looking away, Tucker. <gasps> Blimey, she was right about that gas. Never seen such a thing. Glowing like there's a light shining right through it. Oh, close as hell. Driver! Get that train moving now! But, Doctor! Keep looking away, Tucker! Oh, sorry, but... Hey, is that your penny whistle buzzing again? On track, it's vibrating! Tucker, listen to me. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to let go of the track. Is it fixed? Not yet. But when you let go, I want you to run to the train. Get on it, and don't look back, all right? Are you sure? Don't look back. Oh, God, the train's nearly on top of a... Run, Tucker! Run! Run! or something. Uh, oh, never mind about that. Where is he? That gas is all around us now. There he is. There he is. Look. Where? He's right in the middle of the gas. But he's running our way. Oh, my Lord. Quick. We've got to get to the back of the train or we'll miss him. Come on. No, no, this isn't... This is a master gas. What is it? What is it? What's happening? Away, back down the track. So cold, so cold, so cold. 
Lucy. Who's Lucy? Didn't I tell you he had a murky past? Oh, come on with you. Don't look so crestfallen. Surely an injured man is allowed to call out for his long-lost sweetheart when he thinks he's about to meet his maker. Oh, there's no need to be so cruel. He doesn't look too well, though, does he? And you're right, he's freezing. No, don't you worry, Private Tucker. Florence Nightingale here will get him all wrapped up and cosy so that he'll soon be charming her with his velvet coat and fancy hair. Private, will you help me with him? Yes, miss. Right you are. chateau in the early hours. The sun was already up by the time we had unloaded the wounded. It was a relief to be here again, after a nasty business with some gas and a crater on the line. But the weather has turned. It is raining hard and we're all soaked through. There must be hundreds of tents here and every one of them is dripping wet. We took the serious cases straight to the chateau for surgery. The doctors have set up makeshift operating theatres in some tents as well. The hopeless cases are piled into moribund tents where they can expect no more than smokes, tea and kind words. A lot have died, though the doctors do their very best. We all, we all do our best. It is all that we can do. Back from the end of everything. How things finally, finally turned out. Oh, Doctor, please. Take a sip of this. Looking. Looking for what? Hope. There you are. Matron sent me looking for you. Molly, I think he's really sick. Oh, stop your doting. He just had a bit of a chill. Oh, let me have a look at him. Hmm. I think you're right. He's proper sick. His heartbeat sounds a bit... Wait a minute. That's odd. What's odd? Oh, nothing. Sure, do I look like a doctor? I reckon the best we can do for this fella is stick him in the moribund tent, give him a gasper, hot tea, and tell him his mammy always loved him. Oh, no. No, you're right. She probably didn't. I need stretcher bearers, please. Right you are, miss. Oh, now, pull yourself together, girl. Please. Straxus. There. You see? He has plenty of other sweethearts on his mind. You need to toughen up, my girl. Right, you better come with me before the matron has our guts for garters. Are you always this ungaring? I mean, would it kill you to just show an ounce of compassion? Now you listen to me, Miss High and Mighty Isabel Stanford. If you're going to break your precious little heart over every poor fella that takes your fancy, then you'll be no use to anyone round here. I, I thought you were my friend. <laughs> friend? Friend? You're a soft lass. We only met three days ago. And besides, 
It doesn't do to have friends here. What do you mean by that? Look, I haven't got time to stand around here in the rain blathering on with you. We've got... Is it because of your friend Kitty? Don't you go talking about things that are none of your damn business. Now... The other girls told me that you haven't been to see her. That she's dying and you haven't been to see her since you got back. You keep your tongue still, my girl. Not another word. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said anything. I... I didn't mean to upset you. I'm not upset. I'm not upset at all. They say that when you and Kitty arrived, you were like sisters. She's not my sister. I know, but... I was her chambermaid. That's all. You understand me? I'm just her servant, and she's my mistress, and she showed me some kindness. And look where it got me. Look where it got her. Just one stupid little cut on her hand. She didn't even know she had it. Didn't even know. And she lifted some poor boy's infected leg or arm and the infection got in. Got right inside her and there's not a darn thing they can do for her. And I have been to see her. I pray with her every night. But you haven't been to see her since... since we got back. You could go now. Just so you can go and do it on your precious mystery doctor. You don't want to see her anymore. I was meaning to get round to it. I was meaning to. I... I'd go later. I think you should go now. Do you now? Yes. Don't be scared. Scared? I'm not... I'm not scared. No. Sorry. You mark my words, Isabel Stanford. It really doesn't do to make friends here. It really doesn't. Oh, come on. Let's get out of this terrible rain now. Stand by. Stand by. We will wait for my command. 